The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Good morning, everyone out there. Hello, hello. Hello, Joanne and Mike Murder Amongst Friends. That's us. We are friends. We have not yet committed a murder amongst us, but give us time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the way things is We have going. a list of uh, things that we're trying to get done before the year's over. Yeah. Not a... Let's make that clear. It's a list of chores and tasks, not a hit list. <laughs> uh, well, it did kind of sound like I... Yeah. Yeah. Murder amongst friends, give us some time. We have a list, is yeah. what I said. Yeah. Clarification required. <laughs> is it, though? Well... Well, you never know, Mike. Use your imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. It's December... It is. The holidays are here. Fast approaching. (laughs) And uh, we've got some holiday cheer to spread today. Yeah, that's people who've listened to us all year know. If we're anything, we are cheerful. We are so cheerful. (laughs) And um, I don't know, man. I'm dreading. Am I dreading Christmas? I'm not dreading it. I just don't. Not that I don't care, but I'm just sick of this consumerist shit. I think next year I do nothing for Christmas. Correct. Boycott Christmas? Yeah. Maybe. Well, you boycott it every year. All right. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> you don't celebrate Christmas, <laughs> man. You celebrate the Hanukkah. It always, to me, feels, I mean, for the not obvious reasons, though, but it, it feels like a letdown because... It's the end of the year. Mm. It's this big thing that everybody cares about. Mm. And then when it's over, people tried so hard to like step down from the Christmas bonanza (laughs) that they made New Year's a holiday. New Year's is nothing. Why is... Stay up till midnight. I stay up till midnight every day. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Do you though? Because I seem to recall many a night this week that you were extremely knocked out by like 8.30 p.m. Can you give me a definitive time on that? Because I believe you yourself were knocked out by about 7.45 Okay, p.m. but then when I woke back up at 8.35, you were knocked out. All right, well, what am I staying awake for? Well, there's not much. Anyway. I know, then, I'll tell you what we stayed awake for. The Casey Anthony documentary yeah, on Peacock, sure which we talked about. Did. And did I watch it? Yes, I did. Yeah. I watched it twice. Yeah, she watched it once by herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. believe. Yep, yep, yep. I believe. Yep. I said, <laughs> are you going to watch the Casey Anthony right? documentary right? by you yourself? Did. Or do you love me enough to wait? Yep. She watched it. Yeah, but you said, quote, are you going to watch the Casey Anthony without me? Or are you able to wait until we're together? And I said, LOL, I'm not sure. <laughs> and you said, I guess we'll see how much you care about me then. And I said, let's just say don't base your self-worth on my decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I watched, watched it. it. And like I said, immediately. I, no said I love you, but I'm watching Casey Anthony. Goodbye forever. And you said, was fun while it lasted, I guess. So yeah, that's just a little insight into our actual friendship yeah <laughs> and i did watch it and it was immediate it wasn't even no 
No. Like, it wasn't I like I about thought it. about it. I, I was planning to maybe watch yeah. it later in the night. I had it queued up. Yeah. It was already queued yeah. up. I tried watching something else, but was just so distracted. I couldn't stop thinking yeah. about what that could possibly be. So, uh, yeah. sorry. I had it queued up since the minute I walked in yeah. from work that day. Yeah. So. Great. Uh, and um, I watched it. And I have always hated Casey Anthony. Yeah. I. In no small part because of your Lord and Savior, Nancy Grace. Well, she did quote her, the tot mom. Yeah. Killer. Yeah. Um, but that's not why. But I always hated her. I always believed that she did it. Yeah. I was like, this chick should just off herself. Like, yeah. if she did it, right. how do you live with yourself? Right. I've watched it. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Neither can I. To the public. Yeah. I don't think she did it. Hmm. Now, I always thought that her dad, first of all, the family is just a bunch of fucking wackos. Yes. Everyone in the family is a wacko. That is, and I mean, a doubt. and nobody can say that they're not. If you ever go back and watch any of the footage of yeah. anything having to do with the case, the family's fucking weird. Yeah, there's a weird dynamic. No matter what side you're on, it's creepy. Yeah, and I always thought the dad was a little strange, uh, or a yeah. lot strange. Yeah, and I never believed that he had nothing to do with it. Right. But the way that the media was spinning it at the time yeah. definitely pushed her to the forefront. Yes. And now that I've watched it. I don't fucking think she did it. Well, the media was so instrumental in the case just mm. in general. But the way the parents and just kind of the media spun the narrative at the beginning mm. made her introducing the abuse by her dad made it seem like completely out of left field. Yeah. Because everything you saw right up until the trial started was she's this party girl. She yeah. just cares about herself. Right. Nothing about the parents. The parents yeah. were out there saying, I can't believe this would happen. We miss our grandchild. Where right. is she when they were looking for her? All right. of these things. When they were, quote, looking for her. Right. And then when Baez comes out and says, now, isn't it true right. that you diddled your daughter? Right. It just what? seems like a tactic. It's, yeah, it seems It just outrageous. seems like a defense tactic. Yeah. Because – You've already undermined her as a person. Right. Uh, she undermined herself. Right. With all the lying. Yep. And I think next week. Yeah. We should do a full episode yes. because you don't agree with me. Correct. So I think next week we should do a whole episode. Yep. I, all of our listeners should go out, watch the Peacock. It's a three-parter. I think they're yep. 45 pretty, minutes pretty quick. a piece. Yeah. Maybe an hour. Just make sure you have somebody there to kick you awake if you close your eyes momentarily. <laughs> you kept falling asleep. I did not. You did, but I would say everybody watch it and then listen to the podcast next week. Yes. Listen to my arguments and Michael's arguments, and, and then you can decide, decide whose team you're on. Team vampire or team zombie? <laughs> team zombie all the way. Listen to the Peter Curtin episode if you do not get that reference. Right. <laughs> team vampire. Team zombie. So look forward to that. We will make it an official recommends, uh, or we already will have made it an official recommends by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. Um, so definitely give that a watch. Uh, like we mentioned in the last episode when Joanne brought up the first time, how do we feel about Peacock? Well, if you believe her <laughs> story, how do you feel about Peacock giving her a platform is one answer. Right. But if you don't believe her story, how do you feel about Peacock giving her a platform is a different <laughs> answer, obviously. Uh, but well, I said last week I was thinking about canceling Peacock, right? 
after you watch it. After I watch it, because you know I'm going to watch it. Right. Um, At this point, I might just give Peacock an extra $5 a month. I don't know. So it is a bit of a conundrum. Mm. If you get through it and still aren't convinced, was it appropriate to give her a platform? But that's what we'll talk about in our Casey Anthony uh, special special. Bonanza. Um, Yeah. Extravaganza next week. But until then... Mm-hmm. Do you have any other updates for us before we jump into the main so, story? So, you know, good old Dickie Allen. I sure do. Delphi Dickie. Delphi Dickie. Yeah. The Delphi Dickie murder. Or yeah. Mordor. Mordor, as yeah. I've been calling him. Yeah. Um, we're, <clears throat> we're, uh, we're starting that because you know how people have like the shoe fetish slayer yeah. and, and the night stalker. Yeah, we're calling him Delphi Dickie. Delphi Dick. That's him. Because um, he's got to stop giving these guys cool names. Yeah, no. Let's stop giving him cool names. Yeah. Just make really ridiculous names like yeah. the Delphi Dickhead. Yeah. They're, um, not, they're not superheroes. No. The night stalker. No. Come on. That's Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that, yeah. actually. They finally released the probable cause affidavit. Yes. And the reason that they thought that they had probable cause is there a reason they released that and still aren't releasing anything else i think that they might still be looking for someone else yeah um i don't know if they're because this was just about i don't yeah i don't know if they're still trying to link keegan klein in. i know one theory is that he was sort of the procure or procurer of these young girls online using a fake account where he would then cultivate these girls and sell I guess he had like uh, like burner phones and stuff and he mm. would almost like rent out or sell these accounts. Yeah. These fake like young teenage boy accounts to like disgusting grown men like Delphi Dick. After already kind of establishing the... After sort of establishing and grooming, passing it on to these other perverts who don't have to do the backward. Isn't that great, yeah. Michael? You don't have to put in any of the back the backwards. So this is blue apron for pedophiles? Yeah. You know, they just send you what you need. <laughs> what you need. And, and yeah. then that's it. The instructions are right there. It's already been done. Gross. Uh, totally gross. Um, I never thought so, of it that way. But yeah, it's what it is. Gross. Um, I don't know if they're still trying to link that sort of theory. Yeah. Because. Uh, that would make sense. It would. It would. But in the probable cause affidavit, what they're saying is the reason that they are charging him is apparently an unspent shell casing yeah. was found in between where the two bodies had been lying yeah. after they were staged. Right. Um, here's what I didn't know, because mm. I'm not super gun guy. Yeah. Um, I knew that when you fire a bullet, right. it makes striations mm-hmm. on the bullet casing, and, and, and it'll the match and the, and the bullet, yeah. and it'll match to the inside of your particular gun. Right. What I didn't realize is... You know, in movies when you see bad guys and they and they cock the gun and one bullet just pops out. Flies out the chamber. Yeah. I didn't realize that when that happened, even though you didn't fire it, yeah. that these two little sort of metal prong fingers mm-hmm. grab yep. the bullet, kind of squeeze it. And because it's Fling made it of harder metal yep. and the bullet is sort of softer metal, it leaves an indent or scratches yep. and then pops it out. Flings it out, right. So back in the day uh, when this all happened... <laughs> Delphi Dick yeah. decided to approach law enforcement on his own, hiding in plain sight, mm. as we do. Yep, which we've talked about right? several times. <clears throat> Placed himself at the scene. Cool. Said that he was there. Yep. That he definitely interacted with a couple of teenage girls, but didn't think anything of it. Yeah. 
told the police what he was wearing that day, which fully matched what's in the fucking video. Also used the voice that is captured on the video yeah, well, to tell yeah. them, yeah, because he can't change that his voice. That he has a, I think it was like a Sig Sauer a P26, I don't know, some yeah. crazy fucking gun, a Sig Sauer, that like Navy SEALs use. Yeah. That he probably went out and bought because he thinks he's like a fucking tough guy on campus or whatever. He was yeah. like, let me get let me get this big boy gun. Anyway. Get a Desert Eagle then. <laughs> I mean, might as well. And so... He told police back then that he did own a gun, that he's never let anybody borrow it, he's never lost it, it's never been stolen. Like, you <sighs> Here's the thing, though. They find this shell casing, right. and I don't know if maybe they're just going back to everybody who said they were at the fuck... Why would you tell somebody you were at the fucking scene? Shut up. Not that's, that, that's not that less, I'm telling people that... But I mean, if you're thinking about it... That's less of a thing than the cops not believe or doing anything with that information. Right. right. But, like, if you committed, like, let's be serious. If you committed a crime. Yeah. Well, I killed a black cat in the middle of the street. Yeah. Would you say to the cops, yeah, I was in the middle of the street at the time that that cat was killed. I saw a cat. I saw a cat, interacted with it a little bit, didn't think anything of it. Um, I did wear the outfit that was shown on that video. And, that uh, is feline I blood do, on my car. I do have a knife that yeah. resembles that one, but, and I've never... Let anyone borrow it. Yeah. I've never lost it. It's never been out of my possession. Like those, Why would you? Yeah, those emphatic, offer those things up. Yeah, those emphatic declarations that are the classic plausible like deniability. Like, oh, yourself. somebody must have taken it. This person had. Or like, to my if gun I'm that... telling the cops I was there, they're obviously not going to think I'm ratting myself out. So right. I'll tell them this to quote seem helpful. Yeah, and then I'll be on my merry way because nobody in their right mind would tell the cops they were there. Right. So he told the cops he has this gun. He's never lent it out. He's never lost it. It was never stolen. It was never somewhere he didn't remember no, where he right. put it or anything like that. Come to find out, this casing matches the striations, match the inside of his particular gun. Bizarre. Now, they're also sort of implying that the girls weren't shot. Nobody heard gunshots. Maybe yeah. the gun was just a way to get him, right. quote, prop. down the, the hill. hill. Yep. Because how are you going to get two girls to comply? One might get scared. I mean, I know they're best friends. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I know they're best friends. We're best friends. Yep. But if somebody comes up with a fucking gun, Michael. Oh, yeah. No, you're getting away. We're, yeah. we're splitting Opposite, up. Yeah. They can't it's get our best chance. That's yeah. right. It's your best chance to get away. If you split up, they have to go after one or the other of you. Right. Maybe you'll both survive. Maybe one of you will survive. Yeah. But at least you won't both be dead. Right. Right? You have to split up. So and how did you get two people? Yeah. Right. To to stay. Right. And these weren't, I mean, obviously teenagers are, are still naive and, and right. things. But on guard enough to record this They were person, on, they knew something was up. And they're not just going to, they're not seven, eight years old where just right. because the adult is saying, oh, come down with me. Right. Come down with me. They're not going to do that. Right. They're so, teenagers. They're going to go, you know, fuck you, guy. Yeah. Like, so okay. Be, okay, fatty. Yeah, we'll go down the hill with you. Yeah. Some other mechanism to yeah, get there's them gotta down be. there together. So they found this bullet. Yeah. That's what's in the probable cause affidavit, yeah. why they think that it's him. Also, all the fucking information that right. he laid at their feet at the beginning of the investigation. And the video they have of him. And the video <laughs> they fucking have of him. Yeah. Um, the judge has since put a gag order yeah. on anyone having anything to do with the case. Right. And also his defense. <laughs> Such that it will be. Is try, is trying to, first of all, saying they have nothing on him. He's innocent. He's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is 
right. fucking horseshit. <laughs> um, but they're also trying to file a motion to get a change of venue, which fair. They fair don't play. think Delphi Dick will have a fair trial fair, in Delphi. Uh, fair play <laughs> yeah. that you wanted to get a transfer, but also this is fucking international Maine. story. Like, where are you going that people haven't heard of you, Maine? Dicky fucking Delphi. Maine. So. No, fuck that. Everybody fucking in this whole entire country knows about this case. So where are you going to go that people aren't tainted against you already? But you know what? I think it's by... Such is your right, Michael. I think it's a manner of degrees. I think people in the community, no, no, no. We have no chance here. Right. But maybe if we can get to Idaho or someplace where there's less uh, emotion at the surface. What are you going to move 300 miles away and think that people don't fucking know what happened? No offense. I yeah. mean. Right. But that's your right. Yep. Exercise it. Yep. And good luck to you, yeah. sir. Via con Dios. Because where you're going, you going to need it. Yeah. Well, that was our update on, on Delphi Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, some similarities between some stuff that was there and, and stuff that I'm about to tell you in our oh. main story. Okay. Um, I don't know how we always luck into these <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I think it's just because we're such good friends that... A lot of times we're just thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, or we like send each other the same link at the same time. Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. Yeah. Link, link. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This one actually uh, is one of a list that one of our very loyal listeners sent over. Okay. Gavin, thank you for uh, the link to infamous Scottish serial killer. Hey, Gavin, buddy, buddy. There are a lot of good ones on there. Okay. Some of them that you definitely would know. Okay. Uh, like the Moore's murders. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give you the full list because there may be a couple yeah, that we'll I'll go do, back yeah. to. Um, but this is from that. So thank you, Thanks, Gavin, Gavin, for this week's story. This is the story of the World's End murders. So like a cult? No. Okay. On October 15th, 1977, two 17-year-old girls, Christine Eady and Helen Scott, were seen leaving the World's End pub oh. in Edinburgh. Their bodies would be found the next day in two different locations. Okay. Christine's naked body was found in Gosford by people out on a morning walk. Oh, can you imagine? Helen's body was found also unclothed, six miles away in a cornfield. Oh, fucking cornfield. Cornfields are on my list. You know, I have a fucking running list yep. of shit that I hate yep. and don't want to be involved in. Like... Anything having to do with Freddy Krueger. A a Freddy Krueger corn maze? People on fucking stilts. I don't like that. No. Weird kids that sing like religious hymns. Fuck right out of my face with that. So you're not looking for a children of the corn. No. You think I'm waiting for fucking Malachi to come out? Isaac to fucking come out in that weird ass suit and start preaching like like throwing out like Bible fucking phrases and shit. That N- hell that no. You? No. <laughs> no. There's a list of shit that I don't like and that's on it. He who walks behind the fucking rock. By the way, when I was a little kid and I watched Children of the Corn way younger than I fucking should have yep. as like everything else in my life. Right. Uh I This is how young I was. Okay. When they say he who walks behind the rose, yeah, I thought they meant a flower, a rose. Rose. I didn't then put R-O-S-E, together not corn, corn rose, right. not rose braids. Of right, rose of corn. <laughs> I didn't think it was like fucking maize. R O W S M A I 
Z-E. Yeah. Not M-A-Z-E. Z-E. Of corn. Because I was too young right. to get like what it meant. I really in my head thought they were talking about like like rose bushes or something. Roses. All right. That's how little I was. Well, so that's not what that they were talking explains about. Explains a lot. <laughs> explains a lot. Both girls had been beaten, gagged, tied up, raped, and strangled. Of course. Their bodies were dumped out in the open. No one was trying to hide what they'd done. Okay. So this guy wants to be caught or just actually doesn't give a shit. At the time, many witnesses reported to police that they had seen the girls sitting near the public telephone in the bar talking to two men. So because it's near the public telephone, there's probably a lot of traffic back and forth because this is 1977. Yeah. People are getting calls. You could like get a call at the bar. Yeah. So they'd be like, is Mike, is Michael uh, at the bar? And they'd be like, uh, yeah, is Mike here? Yeah. <laughs> is Amanda Huggin' Kiss here? I'm looking <laughs> is, for Amanda Huggin' Kiss. Is Mike Hunt here? <laughs> uh, so I'm willing to wager that a lot of these witness statements were true because it was probably a high traffic area that they were sitting in. So these two girls talking to two men. Police were unable to track the men down and no one came forward to claim that they were those men well unless you're dickie delphi yeah you're not running up to the cops going yeah i was with those two girls that got fucking killed yeah i was with them all night he probably back to dickie delphi probably felt okay turning over the gun or saying he had a gun because he didn't he shoot knew them. that he didn't shoot them with right. it and dipshit didn't realize because right. he was trying to be fucking clint eastwood because right, he and act fucking cool right. before he raped and murdered these girls he like to make himself look like what the fuck is that yeah are you trying to make yourself look tough yeah, in front of these By the way, tiny girls. Witnesses that quote saw him. Yeah. said that they saw a man. Okay, let's. They saw a man who fit his description, sure. wearing the clothes that he was wearing, coming right. back from that area. Yeah. who were who was quote muddy and bloody, like he had gotten into a fight. Yeah, like all normal people that shouldn't be questioned. It was just like three witnesses that said that they saw his car parked like oddly at an odd angle in Hmm. a nearby parking lot so that you couldn't see like the license plate and stuff like that weird so weird right yeah Mm. coupled with the witness statements it was revealed that two different types of knots were used to tie up the girls leading to speculation that both of the men were responsible for these killings okay and i guess depending on the type of knots because if it's like weird nautical knots that like not a lot of people know how to use or weird fucking like shibari fucking knots or whatever which I don't necessarily say that two different kinds of knots um, mean two different people, but they saw two people. Yeah. There are two different knots. It's plausible. Sure. A huge investigation was launched. Over 500 suspects were considered and over 13,000 statements were taken. Holy shit. Despite all of this. No. The police had bupkis. No. 500 suspects? Yeah. You might just get one by accident and be yeah. right at that point. In less than a year, however, the scale of the investigation was decreased. By May 1978, police felt they had exhausted available leads and the case went cold. Well. From it, October to May. Did it, seven though? Months, that's not even a year. Seven months. Maybe, like, let's extend it a couple. Maybe let's at least a year. Yeah. No? Well. It's cold for 20 years. No! No! In 1997, yeah. advances in DNA technology allowed a re-examination of previously collected evidence. 
Scientists were able to isolate a male DNA profile that was found on both of the both. girls. Okay. The DNA sequence was compared to the original 500 potential suspects, but not a single hit was no. returned. No way, dude. I... Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Following the broadcast of an episode of Crime Watch about the case. Oh, not in... oh! I love Crime Watch. <laughs> oh, my God. There's like 47 seasons of Crime Watch. Yeah. And there's like 47 episodes in yep. every It's like going back and rewatching ER <laughs> like I did over the pandemic, not realizing and forgetting that it had been on for like 15 years and there was 100 episodes per season. Not like they do today where right. you get a 10 episode yep. season. This was there like was a commitment. It was crazy. And I watched that fucking <laughs> I started and I was like, oh, my God, the nostalgia. Right. Yeah. And then two months in. It was towards the beginning of our friendship, too. Yeah. I remember, like, yeah. what are you doing today? Watching ER. I, yeah. I literally watched it for like 10 hours a day. Yeah. And it still took me like three and a half months. Yeah. Every day, that's all I watched. Well, speaking of Crime Watch, I finally finished all of the available episodes of Crime Beat. Canada's most uh, prolific crime show. Oh, my crime God. Show. I love that show. Why is there so much crime? I always thought Canadians were like super chill cool dudes like people. except when they're decapitating people on buses yeah what the fuck there's yeah. so much crime yeah holy shit between that between canada and luton yeah. <laughs> in england yeah. i don't know what the fuck's going on um yeah because we've mentioned that 24 hours in yeah. police custody show before but they have like the crazy human trafficking rings the they crazy have shit. everything dr- it's everything it's in this everything one, in this one tiny area. little town yeah. I, i'm assuming it's tiny Maybe it's a metropolitan city, uh, but got, even still, yeah, seems got, like every single crime in the world happens in it's that a hot town. spot. Yeah, it is. Um, so this episode of Crime Watch about the case aired in October 2003. So this is five years after, after. the DNA is, is being reevaluated. Uh, so after that episode airs, a man called police and claimed that he was walking near Gosford Bay on the night the girls were killed and that he remembered a suspicious vehicle. 20 fucking years ago? Yeah. You remember a vehicle? Oh, now you remember a vehicle? Closer to 30. It was 25 years. Jesus Christ. He said it was a panel van. You didn't remember it when it happened, sir? Uh, well, it was a panel van that was being driven erratically. What? You didn't remember that when it happened? At the time of the original investigation, this man didn't report what he saw to police. What? No explanation given as to why not. If you saw a panel van driving erratically and then two girls got killed and somebody said to you did you see anything suspicious you go hmm i would really. turn in panel vans that weren't driving erratically right two girls and then missing. 30 years later you go you know yeah they were driving a bit this erratically. television episode has jogged my memory banks right? <laughs> like what are you saying sir this call was just one of 130 that were generated after the crime watch episode mm. like the community is trying to solve this for you right 500 suspects, 13,000 witness statements, 130 more calls after an episode of TV. I guarantee like, you, somebody adjacent to the case yeah. that they briefly spoke to or something yeah. is the one who did it. Well, we'll find out. A week later, police enlisted the help of the Forensic Science Service to do further analysis of the DNA and assist in identifying its source. The FSS ran the sample through the National DNA Database, and it returned over 200 partial matches. It would take 
13 months to run down all of these new leads. Okay, I'm here for it. But on November 25th, Angus Robertson Sinclair was detained in connection with the murders. A mouth swab was taken. Yeah. And everyone was hoping for a match. Yeah. March 31st, 2005. Okay. What do you mean hoping for a match so it's not him? Was the date Lothian and Borders Police finally had enough to arrest Sinclair. Okay. He was officially charged with the murder and rape of Christine Eady and Helen Scott on April 1st, 2005, but made no plea or declaration asserting his guilt or innocence. Weird. He was immediately remanded into custody. Weird. So he's saying nothing. Nothing. Which, I mean, no comment, you know. Well, this may have been a pretty savvy move. Or, like, if you didn't do it, go, Yeah. like, I didn't do it. Right. And that's the thing. Like, we should clarify. Right. If you didn't do it, the reason to say no comment, especially if you didn't do it. Right. The read technique, all of these things are designed to trip you up, whether you're admitting to something or not. Or not, yeah. Because they say ask the same question over and over and over again, and if your answer varies slightly, they hammer away at it, and then you start doubting yourself. Right. Just say nothing. Just say nothing, get an attorney, and right. let your attorney say, hey, Right. He Don't do allow it. yourself to be tricked by giving them anything to trick you with. Right. Also, who's getting fucking tricked by this shit? Like, we watch plenty of, like, interrogation room yep. interviews. A lot. A lot of them. Just on YouTube. Yep. Just for fun. Yep. Just for fun. If you Mike, need to know any more about us, yeah. Just for good time. Yep. And um, we see these people, and we go, who the fuck is falling for this shit? Yeah. It's almost, like, cartoonish. Right. It's comical. Granted, we're not in the room, so it is easy to come up with, you know, retorts or Kid, or no but no still no no so you were at the murder scene weren't you no and then the person's like maybe i was was i <laughs> no i fucking wasn't no i wasn't no also no comment <clears throat> but no i wasn't and also no comment <clears throat> like it's that ridiculous the trial of angus and claire started on August 27th, 2007, under the supervision of presiding judge Lord Matthew Gerard Clark. Everybody's got such highfalutin names, Michael. The full indictment alleged that on the night of October 15th into the early morning of October 16th of 1977, Sinclair and his brother-in-law, Gordon Hamilton... Oh, God, Jesus, like... Gordon Hamilton had since died persuaded or forced Christine and Helen into their vehicle. Imagine being like with your brother-in-law. Your sister recently got married. Well, last May. May yeah. Right? Got yeah. married. Imagine hanging out with your brother-in-law and going, you want to fucking nah. get these girls and nope. maybe tie them up, strangle them, rape them a little bit. Nope. And then you can go home to my fucking sister. What? Yeah, no. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be my ideal evening it's not my that's not my idea of like a chill hang with nah. my bil yeah. you know nah don't think so <laughs> uh they then drove christine to gosford bay where she was attacked stripped gagged with her underwear oh, tied up raped and murdered they then drove six miles away to a road near haddington before doing the same to helen what's the fucking point what's the fucking point to- of driving down the road and just to repeat what you already did. To Why not it, just fucking 
do it there, leave it there, both of them, and then get out of Dodge. Why I mean, are we driving around just recreating a scene in just a different way? For what granted, reason? Granted, I know it was 1977, so things weren't as technologically whatever, but it worked. They stayed free for 30 years. Then they might have stayed free if they left him in this. Why are you making more work for yourself is what I'm asking. Maybe they needed a uh, cool down period. Did they both rape each girl? Were there multiple semen samples or? We'll find out. Sinclair pleaded not guilty to the rape and murder of both girls. Bullshit. As the trial commenced, Sinclair lodged two special defenses. The first was that of consent. The second of incrimination. The consent defense was to claim that any sexual activity between him and the girls was entirely consensual. Yeah, because all girls love to be gagged with their fucking underwear and tied up yeah. to have consensual sex. Now, Right, 17-year-olds with grown men right, love all that. Right. right. Now, I'm not saying people don't have fetishes that they engage in with their adult fucking consenting partners right. that may involve some wacky shit. Yeah. But let's right. get serious. So this second defense of incrimination uh, was that to explain that any harm that came to the girls was solely perpetrated by Gordon Hamilton and prosecutors couldn't prove otherwise, especially since Hamilton was already dead. Great news for this other fucking jabron. The jury As soon was... as that guy kicked it, he was probably like, fucking yes. So in case anybody ever comes a knocking. Because, you know, you can't keep a secret. Right. Unless when... everyone else is dead. Right. right. The jury was comprised of nine women and six men. But they were presented with no witnesses and saw no eyewitnesses and saw a wholly circumstantial case presented. Detective Constable Carol Craig gave testimony that at the time of the murders, Angus Sinclair owned a Toyota Caravanette, (laughs) which corresponded to the van the witness who called after seeing Crime Watch claimed to see. Right, driving erratically. The van had since been destroyed, though, so no confirmatory forensic testing could be done on any of the fabrics or upholstery. Right. A forensic scientist gave evidence that semen obtained from a vaginal swab of Edie and semen obtained from a vaginal swab of Scott shared the same DNA profile. So one person. Yeah. Another forensic scientist gave evidence that semen matching swabs taken from Angus Sinclair was found mixed with the cells uh, with the same DNA profile as Helen Scott. Okay. On a coat belonging to Helen Scott. So his DNA and her DNA were mixed together yeah. in a single sample on an item of clothing conclusively known to be owned by Helen Scott. Okay. Talk your way out of that. Well, it was consensual. Consensual. He also told the court how brothers and sisters of Sinclair's dead brother-in-law, Gordon Hamilton, had provided samples for DNA testing and that the results of these tests had been compared with the semen found in the bodies of the victims. Yeah, inconclusive. He explained that the results obtained are what he would expect if semen found in the victims had come from a brother of the other Hamiltons. So there was two. Yeah. On the final day of the trial, Sinclair's senior counsel made a submission to the court that Sinclair had no case to answer in respect to the charges because there was an insufficiency of evidence. Is there, though? In particular, he contended that the Crown had failed to present evidence that Angus Sinclair had been involved in acting with force or violence against the girls, and that they had not been able to prove that any sexual encounter between the men and the girls had not been consensual. Even if it was! They're tied up and dead now! Yeah. 
your sperm is there. Yeah. Whether they consented, they didn't. Right. But whether they did, they didn't. It's still, they're still dead. What are you going to say? Oh, I rolled up. I met these two girls. We rocked out to this fucking, we went to a field. Yeah. We knocked boots. Yeah. I fucking left them there. They turned up dead. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No one on the planet's believing that story. Well, I have the name of somebody who did believe no. that story. No. Uh. On September 10th, 2007, after hearing arguments from both sides in regards to the defense submissions, Lord Clark, the judge, sided with the defense and agreed that there was no case to answer and formally acquitted Sinclair. Oh, great. The jury so now he can never a, be charged again. Before the jury had a chance to deliberate. What? Yeah. He just dismissed it. Fuck this guy. Following the conclusion of the trial, it was revealed that Angus Sinclair was already a convicted murderer and serial sex offender. What? How did... No, no, no. And... No, no, no. Don't go ahead. How was that not brought up? Did they say, has nothing to do with this crime, so we can't allow it in? That shows... Pattern. Pattern of behavior. And he was serving two life sentences at Her Majesty's Prison, Peterhead, when his case was brought forward. He was already in jail for rape and murder and trying to say he didn't rape and murder this other chick? Correct. Are you out of your fucking mind? I am not. This is what he did. (laughs) It was also revealed that Sinclair had previously completed a prison sentence for culpable homicide. Guess what? What I'm going to tell you the story of that. What the fuck is going on? Sinclair's first conviction occurred in 1961. No. At the age of 16. I was going to say like 14. When he pleaded guilty and was convicted of the culpable homicide of eight-year-old Catherine Rehill (gasps) and served six years in prison. He killed a child. Yes. At 16. Yes. And nobody thought maybe. Sinclair sexually assaulted and strangled her in his family home. Again, yeah. Pattern, yeah. A sexual assault, yeah. Strangulation, yeah. Later down the line, mm-hmm. sexual assault, most likely strangulation. I'm guessing. Yep. Okay. Couple times you said twice, right? Twice. Two. Yep. Okay. A couple few years later, sexual assault, strangulation. Oh, that one wasn't me. Yep. No, I did those. Yeah. This one wasn't no. me. Okay, sure. This was my brother-in-law yeah. for sure. Uh, great. Sinclair's- and maybe it was your brother-in-law, but it was you fucking too. Yeah. Disgraziato. In 1982, five years after the World's End murders, he pleaded guilty to 11 of 13 charges alleging various li- rapes and indecent assaults committed against young girls and was sentenced to life in prison. What the fuck is going on over there? In June 2001, still in prison, he went to trial and was given another life sentence for the murder of 17-year-old Mary Galcher. How... Uh, Sorry, Mary Gallacher. How did none of this come up? It was probably suppressed by the defense. Suppressed? This was, I don't know, I don't know how the British system works, but if this was America, I have a feeling, I don't know if it would have been allowed, if the judge would have allowed it, but the defense would have probably positioned it as prejudicial. From the time he was fucking 16! The defense would have tried to say it was prejudicial. For 40 fucking years this guy's been doing the same shit! What do you mean it's suppressed? Suppress my ass! The defense would have said it's prejudicial, prosecution would have said it shows a pattern, the judge would have sided with the prosecution in America. I don't know if you can't 
talk about past convictions in in England, Gavin, if you well, would like to write in. What the fuck is Scotland Yard for? Yeah. If not to put these things together. Yeah. So Gavin, if you want to fill us in on that. Oh, that Gavin, be... do me a favor, yeah. sweetheart, please. Um, I'm losing it over here. So he was given another life sentence for killing 17-year-old Mary on a footpath near the Barnhill Railway Station in Glasgow in November 1978, 13 months after, after the... the World's End murders. The teenager had been dragged this into bushes. This guy's effing and jeffing his whole yep. life. Yep. Probably got away with God knows how yeah. many countless others, right? Have been just attributed to other people mm-hmm. or whatever. Just no no DNA or nothing, whatever. You're not going to tell me? That there's no there's ones we don't even know about. And I will say, everybody points to America, specifically California, in the seventies as like serial killer heyday. Well, but it yeah. was worldwide. Yeah. The seventies were just everybody was yeah. getting fucking murked left yeah. and right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. The teenager had been dragged into bushes, sexually assaulted, and her throat cut and a ligature tied around her neck. Yeah. MO. Again, Sinclair failed to accept any responsibility for the crime and denied all knowledge, well, despite no being found guilty by a majority verdict. And, and despite faced... him being found on top of the victim, unclothed, strangling her by the local police, and he still got away. Like, that's how ridiculous this yeah. sounds to well, me. Well, also, the reality, the likelihood that he didn't do it was Is very nil? unlikely because the chances of a DNA sample matching anyone other than Sinclair were, quote, a billion to one. Of course. Of course. There were seven people on planet Earth that could have potentially done this. Right. And half of them probably live across the yeah. world somewhere. Right. Sinclair was only caught for the 1978 murder after a cold cl- a cold case review by police revealed the presence of new DNA evidence not uncovered during the initial investigation. Okay. So they ran it, tested it. It's definitely him. Of course it's him. Once people knew the full story of Angus Sinclair, public outrage over the dismissal grew. Mm. The Scottish Parliament, in a a pretty unique move, heard a statement from a representative from the Crown Prosecution Service outlining a narrative about why the Crown chose to prosecute the case originally. The statement expressed, quote, disappointment that the trial ended the way it did. I'm so disappointed, you guys. And that she and her office... You know what disappointment is? I went to Dunk's. They and they ran have. out of the peppermint bark yeah. mocha latte. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. Right. That's a disappointment. Yeah. Not you let this fucking rapey murderer <laughs> go free to commit God knows what else other fucking heinous crimes. Yeah. That's not a disappointment. That's a total fuck up. That's a foobar. She also said that she in her office, quote, was of the opinion, of the clear opinion that the evidence that was made available to the court was sufficient to put before the jury to allow it the opportunity to decide on the case no against Sinclair. No fucking shit. No fucking shit. After some public back and forth, with attitude being thrown in both directions, the crux of the issue was finally decided. Ultimately, the issue of double jeopardy was what was needed to be adjudicated. <laughs> yeah. To make a very long story short, there's a lot more to this double jeopardy issue in scotland that you can look into it's pretty fascinating but not ultimately relevant so to make that story short on march 22nd 2011 in direct response to the scottish law commission's finding on the issue of double jeopardy the scottish parliament passed the double jeopardy act of 2011 okay the act makes various provisions for circumstances when a person convicted or acquitted of an offense can be prosecuted anew uh, and there those has to provisions be are there has to be new evidence there can't just be the same evidence 
that you want to try again. Right, because you were acquitted on that evidence, so... There has to be new evidence that hits a certain threshold of probable cause. Like a 100% DNA fucking match? Yes. The change in the law allowed the Crown Office to issue a statement saying that the investigation was being reopened into the world's end murders. Okay. Three judges set aside eight days of court time in October 2013 to hear a bid from prosecutors pressing for Sinclair to stand trial again. It took eight fucking days to try and Well, they set these... aside eight days to listen to arguments. Okay. On April 15th, 2014... It would take me eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. On April 15th, 2014, the Crown was granted permission to bring a new prosecution against Angus Sinclair. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're, you're winning me back. You're winning me back. Okay. The trial was started on October 13th, 2014 with a new presiding judge. Okay. Finally, on November 14th, 2014... So a month-long trial. Oh, basically uh, all over a couple again. About yeah. a week after I kicked my husband out of the house. Goodbye. Goodbye, sucker. Scumbag. <laughs> Angus Sinclair was found guilty of the murders yes! of Tom Scott so- and Christine Eady. Finally, Yay. some fucking justice. Okay. The new judge sentenced Sinclair to life imprisonment with a minimum of 37 years. Yeah, but he's already serving. Are those going to be This means that concurrent? Angus Sinclair would have been 106 before he would have been eligible for parole. Tell me he fucking died of a heart attack like six months later and I'm going to smash this table. It didn't get that far, though, because Sinclair died on March 11th, 2019. (laughs) A small modicum of justice was finally served. Okay, great. At least he was named and the families were like, we knew it was you, you dirty motherfucker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the other guy was never convicted because he was already dead, so it was like a moot point. But can they still... They can still attribute a murder to you if it's proven even after you're dead. You can be convicted of something after you're dead. No? I don't know. Like Because it, say the green sta- the the Golden State killer kicked it. Right. And then 10 years later I they think found people would de- just definitive say, fucking DNA, yeah, so he's think, clearly the 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 murderer, because right? Because I think they've done that with several of these cold cases where they find out who did it, but they don't have him alive anymore. Right. So they have to say in perpetuity, I guess, alleged suspect or believed but to be. But can they just say... I don't know if they can actually bring them to trial like in absentia if they're not alive. You then, can do that without them if they waive the right to be participating in right, the trial. Right, but if America. they're not alive, then yeah. they have no, they have, right. they have no chance for the, defense whatsoever, yeah. right? Right. Because who's fighting for them? Right. Right. So that small modicum of justice was served to the Edie and Scott families, and that was the story of the World's End murders. Jesus Christ. Christ, what the fuck, law enforcement? Yeah. It's not just here. Nope. It's not just it's here. It's not just here. It's pretty fucking bad here. Yeah. But shit. But there are some, I mean. That's fu- that's fucked up. We have Dahmer and Gacy and all them. Okay, and it's, great. There's but... bad, but there's, I mean, people walking down streets with severed heads, people on buses biting people. Yeah. Like there's just it's everywhere. There's crazies everywhere. I think the world's gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. You know, I It's almost like you might get lucky. Yeah. You just might get lucky. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be what it is. Just fucking yeah. people are just out there doing crimes going, mm, yeah. you know. Maybe I'll get lucky. Yep. I mean, in the 70s, you get oh, away yeah. with... Buckwild. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, the most they could do is go, what's his blood type? Yeah. 
Oh, oh we found a strand of blonde hair. He's a secretor. You know, like, yeah. this guy has blonde hair. Maybe it's him. I like, mean, you could literally kidnap a child <laughs> for over a week, disappear to the woods with them, start the process of brainwashing them, and just return as if nothing happened. For like a month. And get... It was like 30-some-odd fucking days before he brought Jan Broberg back. And get that child's father to then jerk you off in your car. Right, right, right. I, it's, it's fucking outrageous. Yeah. And speaking of... Again, this is going to bring me back to Casey Anthony. Yeah. If we're all watching Abducted in Plain Sight or Friend of the Family, which is on... On Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. Okay, which is a, a, a television series, series about yep. the documentary Abducted in Plain Sight about Jan Broberg, who's... With Colin Hanks as Bob Broberg. Which is just... In a bald cap. Oh, my God. I mean... It's bizarre. It's real weird. Um. So he. So the Friend of the Family comes in kidnaps this fucking kid oh first of all grooms grooms the family yeah for two years entirely grooms the family and then takes this kid straps her to a a bed drugs her by the way straps her to a bed puts a fucking speaker near her head and talks to her as if he's aliens yep convinces this poor child zippy and zerdon (laughs) that she zeta and zethra that she's a fucking uh Half, half alien, alien. Yeah. and she needs to make a baby with this fucking jabron yeah. by the time she's 16 or else like you know her dad's gonna get killed her sister's gonna go blind and her younger sister's gonna have to be raped to further the alien population right if we are allowing our brains to accept yep. that that fucking happened yep. and that it actually fucking happened right. and that the whole family including the mother who after the daughter was already kidnapped, yeah. then had a sexual relationship with that guy. After. And also, the dad whacks him off. Yeah. If we're going to suspend disbelief. Yeah. That that can happen. You're not going to tell me that, it's that George Anthony maybe didn't kill fucking Kaylee? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Maybe. It's true. It is, you know, it is something Maybe to she didn't fucking do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Come on. I'm not Come saying, on! Not to spoil the discussion. I'm not saying that she 100% did it. That's all I'll say as a teaser for the next episode. Um, okay, but you also know that when we watched Interrogation, yeah. you were like, there's no way this kid is fucking innocent. And yeah. I'm like, Michael, suspend disbelief for a second. Yeah. Is it plausible? Yeah. It is plausible. And guess what? Was he true. was innocent. Yeah. So... You come at me as hard as you fucking want next week. We'll see what happens, yeah, we'll but see. I don't know, man. I don't imagine I'll be able to change your mind. <laughs> no, you're definitely not going to be able to change my mind. Maybe I'll be able to change yours. We'll see. We'll I see. doubt it, but we'll see. Well, on that note, Michael. Yeah. Listeners and everybody and everyone out there. <laughs> join us next week where I will do my best to change Michael's mind. Yep. And confirm the sticky note that I have on my Alexa every day. <sighs> That says, Michael was wrong today in history and I was right. Yeah, it just pops up every day. It pops up every day. It's not a It's not a reminder. No, it's not an anniversary sticky. No. It's just a reminder that you're generally wrong. Yeah. And I'm generally right. Yep. And with that. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at yeah. MAF Podcast Show. Email us, Show at gmail.com. We have the YouTube Murder Monks Friends podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and... Until next time.
please don't do any rapes and murders. And definitely don't try to get away with it. And please don't do it with your fucking brother-in-law, you goddamn cretins. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.